الجزيرة بودكاست Picture this. Can you imagine the mugshot of Trump in handcuffs? Donald Trump and perhaps his children could end up in orange jumpsuits. He will be fingerprinted. Will he be perp-walked? Going to use that all the way to the 2024 election. These are the images many in the U.S. have conjured up for months when thinking about the possibility of former President Donald Trump being arrested. But when Trump appeared in court on Tuesday, it was a little less dramatic. For the most part, it's just people walking on the sidewalk. Some people don't even know exactly what's going on. Some do. Okay, But so now everyone waits. And the unprecedented nature of indicting a former U.S. president is reverberating around the globe. So what does the world think of Donald Trump's indictment? I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. Donald Trump surrendered himself to authorities to appear in court in New York on Tuesday after making the flight up from his home in Florida. Trump pleaded not guilty to 34 felony counts of falsification of business records, which he was charged with by a grand jury. That's a group of citizens tasked with deciding if there's enough evidence to take a case forward. The charges relate to hush money payments made ahead of the 2016 presidential election. Trump denies the charges. Al Jazeera's Gabriel Elizondo was outside the courthouse in Manhattan on Tuesday. He sent us dispatches throughout the day. Journalists camped out outside the court all night to be in line to get one of the coveted spots for journalists in the courtroom. I haven't ever seen anything like this. And there are thousands of journalists here. And I'm not exaggerating. Camera crews, radio people, print reporters, still photographers, video photographers. It's just a surreal scene. I'm at a park that's right across the street from the courthouse. And it's this tiny, obscure park that mostly everyone in New York would never even have heard of. And this is the center of the political universe right now in the United States. I could take a tennis ball and throw it from this park and hit the courthouse. That's how close we are. And as the morning went on, Gabriel said the atmosphere grew more tense. Well, right now I'm right in the middle of where the Trump supporters are at, and they're at a railing, screaming back and forth with the anti-Trump protesters. And there's a barricade separating both groups of protesters, and we're just right across the street from the court. The whistling you hear is from anti-Trump protesters just a few meters away. They're face-to-face, just people on both sides, if you will, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, just yelling back and forth at each other. Just take a listen to it. To get a sense of the international reaction to all of this, I started with Abdurrahim Fukara. Al Jazeera's bureau chief in Washington, D.C. So, Abdurrahim, we all have known that an indictment was very likely to happen for a few weeks now. When the news finally broke on March 30th, what was the reaction in the Al Jazeera Arabic 
newsrooms. And how did that play out on air? Everybody was surprised. People were getting ready to sort of wrap up the day and go home. And then all of a sudden we had to scramble and send people to various places where the coverage was going to be, including, obviously, New York. Some of the correspondents had already gone home, so they had to be brought back. It was the kind of scramble and excitement that comes with the coverage of a big story. So uh, Jazeera Arabic uh, started rolling coverage. And it went on for hours and hours from both New York and uh, here in D.C. Oh, wow. So rolling live coverage, clearly that means there is an appetite for this story from Al Jazeera's audience globally. What about specifically in the Arab world for Al Jazeera Arabic? First of all, you know, the Arab world's interest in anything that happens in the United States is quite, uh, there's a lot of it, there's a lot, the appetite is huge, huh. even on a normal day. You know, we do a lot of coverage of various issues in the United States. But when it comes to something like Donald Trump, as we know, Donald Trump does not leave anybody indifferent mm. in the U.S. or in any other part of uh, the world, but certainly in the Arab world. And I do not expect that this has been the last time there's rolling coverage of this issue on Al Jazeera. Is it challenging to have to try and figure out how to put what all of this means in context for an international audience that might have not been following all of the details that led up to this moment? How do you do it? They have to put it to viewers in a way that makes sense given the fact that, you know, people in the Arab world may not necessarily know what an indictment involves. A lot of people just assumed that an indictment meant that Donald Trump was going to go to jail. So the correspondents have had uh, a lot of explaining to do of the ABCs of the American legal system in a way that would make it accessible. Do you think that there's also a surprise that this is the case he's been indicted on? Does that add to some of the intrigue? I'm sure for a lot of people in the Arab world, they would have expected that Donald Trump, you know, would face justice with regard to Mar-a-Lago. The former president improperly removed documents when he left the White House. They were brought to Mar-a-Lago, including classified material. Or the 6th of January events. Right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. But no, uh, suddenly there's rolling coverage about hush money being paid to Stormy Daniels. Trump's lawyer reportedly paid Daniels before the presidential election. In exchange, the porn star was to keep quiet about an alleged affair with Trump. This is something that the uh, Arabic teams have been trying to explain piecemeal over the last, uh, the last several weeks. How does hush money fit into the case against Donald Trump? Where exactly did he contravene or violate the law? What are the implications? What are the politics? After the break, what's behind the global appetite for all things Trump? Get your news in less than three minutes, three times per day with the Al Jazeera News Updates. Just ask your home device to play the news by Al Jazeera or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
To hear more about the global intrigue with Donald Trump, we asked Al Jazeera correspondents around the world what they're seeing. This is our Latin America editor, Lucia Newman, in Santiago, Chile. The indictment or arrest of a former, or for that matter, a sitting president, is nothing new in Latin America. At this moment, for example, one of Peru's former presidents, Alejandro Toledo, is being extradited from the United States. Another two are already sitting in jail. And Ecuador's president is at this moment facing an impeachment proceeding for alleged corruption. Many people in Latin America believe or believe that Donald Trump had a Teflon shield and would never face an impartial judge or jury. Trump is not widely liked in this region. There is a sense that he was always willing to do whatever it took to get his way. So in a region where injustice is often the rule rather than the exception, especially when it comes to taking the powerful to account, there is, I think, a certain fascination about what will happen to Donald Trump. Al Jazeera's West Africa correspondent, Nicholas Huck, based in Dakar, Senegal, has seen a similar phenomenon play out. People are watching whether people across the Atlantic in the United States view their justice system as independent. Because here, in a lot of countries in Africa, the justice system is seen as a tool used by the government to clamp down on the opposition. There are some members of the opposition here in Senegal, where I am, that have seen in this a way to call into account presidents or heads of states that they view are breaking the law. And that what we're seeing in the United States, that sets an example for some countries to follow those heads of states that cling on to power. There's also this notion that presidents are treated like any ordinary citizen. So Trump getting indicted, well, some people see that as a small victory of justice. A lot of people didn't like Trump. And others want to see how Americans react to that. So, Abdurrahim, why do you think that there is still so much appetite for Trump stories globally. He's not even the president anymore. Yeah, I mean, in a way, I do agree. It may be puzzling, but the man just has an uncanny ability to keep himself in the spotlight, one way or the other. Nine months after being expelled from social media, former President Trump says he's launching a new media company with its own social media platform. The former president praised Russian President Vladimir Putin while placing Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine on President Biden. He always knows how to turn any particular complicated situation that he may be facing to his favor. This one, it involves Stormy Daniels. It involves harsh money. You know, it has a touch of sleaze. But, you know, the purely political level, people in the Arab world, when Donald Trump was president, there were a lot of people who obviously viscerally hated him, hated his politics, hated everything that he stood for. But there were a lot of other people, especially governments, who were very supportive of Donald Trump. Saudi King Salman honored Trump with a gold medal. The color of Abdul Aziz Al Saud is the nation's highest honor. 
And now, all this in the background, the possibility that he may come back as President of the United States in 2024, it makes it all the more interesting to follow his news, whether he will actually get to become president again or not, is a different story. Yeah. Well, as someone who covered the Trump presidency, have the past couple of weeks leading up to this indictment reminded you of those years? Yeah, it certainly it certainly <laughs> reminded me of the brutal news cycle which he was able to create when he was president. President Trump took to Twitter this morning, coining a new nickname for North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. He tweeted, quote, I spoke with President Moon of South Korea last night, asked him how Rocket Man is doing. President Trump tweeted, attacking the mayor of London. The president said he is a stone-cold loser who should focus on crime in London, not me. He has been tweeting taunts and threats at Iran, bragging about American military hardware and saying, if they attack us again, we will hit them harder than they have ever been hit before. You know, all it took him was one tweet. And I'm sure if you talk to other journalists, some of them will say, I dread to think that Donald Trump will become president again for the simple reason, <laughs> not for, for his politics, they agree or disagree with it. It's just that the news cycle that he creates can be absolutely brutal. So based on the interviews you've done and what you've been hearing from your correspondents, does this help his chances or energize his base for 2024? I think, you know, it depends which way you look at it. There are a lot of Americans who, even if they do not necessarily espouse his kind of political uh, philosophy, because they are disgruntled with the system, they are disgruntled with the Democrats, um, who will, you know, follow his lead. And if he tells them that he's been hard done by, if he tells them that justice has been weaponized against him, obviously that will rile them up and, you know, it'll gain him their support. But, you know, the flip side of the coin is this particular case, this particular indictment with other cases relating to, you know, the secret documents at Mar-a-Lago or the 6th of January, you know, you could also see a lot of Americans, even among the Republicans, saying, wait a minute, you know, this guy is not a sure bet for me uh, to give him my vote in 2024. What if uh, he ends up in, in jail? Um, and it also may raise a question about his credibility. So, you know, as they say, there's more than one way to skin mm -hmm. a cat. Mm -hmm. And certainly the Donald Trump cat there are a lot of different ways to skin it. <laughs> so, Abdurrahim, I wonder if you see any common threads here in this indictment of Donald Trump with situations facing other world leaders. Russian President Vladimir Putin is facing an arrest warrant from the International Criminal Court on the charge of war crimes in Ukraine. The former Malaysian Prime Minister Najib Razak just lost his final appeal to be released from jail over corruption charges. And then in Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu also recently faced criminal charges. Is there something to be said about world leaders who seemed untouchable when it came to the law, no longer seeming so untouchable? Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned uh, uh, several prominent cases, but in my estimation, the one case which is 
closer to Donald Trump's case is Benjamin Netanyahu in, in Israel. Um, he faces, he still faces charges of corruption. Israel's attorney general has indicted the prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, on multiple corruption charges. And with everything that's been going on in Israel over the last several weeks over the issue of judicial reforms, hundreds of thousands of Israelis protesting, pushing Benjamin Netanyahu to talk about the risk of civil war in Israel, probably is the closest uh, in terms of similarity to uh, Donald Trump's case. Donald Trump also, let's remember, he polarized the country. But certainly, while some uh, world leaders who may have thought of themselves as being uh, untouchable, they are now not quite so. But there are others around the world, in the Middle East, for example, who do see themselves as being untouchable, and they are probably untouchable. They probably will remain untouchable for a long time to come. And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Ashish Malhotra and Nagin Oliai, with Chloe K. Lee, Amy Walters, Khalid Sultan, Miranda Lynn, and me, Malika Bilal. Adam Abugad and Munira Al-Dusari are The Take's engagement producers. Alex Roldan is our sound designer. Alexandra Locke is The Take's executive producer, and Nay Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio. We'll be back on Friday. <laughs>